Welcome to Teal Interiors, where we sip tea, tell you a random fact, and talk about an interior design topic. Let's get started. Hey, Alicia. Hey, Dee. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Girl, I'm doing wonderful today. Yeah. I can't wait to tell you. I can't wait to tell you about my tea. I'm so excited. Go ahead. <laughs> tell me all about it. So I am having something called tea chino. And the one that I have chosen, the flavor I've chosen today is maca chocolate with frothed milk. It's like a cappuccino delight, but it's a tea with that very creamy texture. It's very delicious. Oh, that sounds nice. Okay. Doesn't it? Yum, yum. Yeah. I can't wait till we can record together so you could bring the tea. Yes, honey. I'm having cucumber and melon. It's sweet, fresh watermelon with a light cucumber finish. Very fresh. Very uh, summery. Yeah, I felt like a little pick-me-up today, you know? I feel like I should be somewhere with that tea that you just described. I feel like it should be poolside in, mm, I was going to say Malibu, but really it feels more South Beach. I was going to say South Beach. Oh my God. Yes, South Beach. I feel a vibe (laughs) at the W. I feel it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh, girl, I love it there. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so now that we've got our drinks out the way, let's move on to my favorite. It's becoming my favorite segment because I I like the way it it goes into the topic. Mm -hmm. So today, I want to know... If you know how much food is wasted around the world, just take a while. Around guess. the world, around the world. Wow. Um. When? Like in what time frame? Like a year? Within a year, yeah. In a year's time, what do you think we waste? Oh my goodness! Like six million tons. <laughs> okay. Well, you're way off. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? How much is it? It's close. Did you know that in one year, food waste is about 1 billion metric tons? As you may or may not realize, food waste is a huge problem. 931 million metric tons to be exact. According to a... According to Food Waste Index 2021, in 19, in 19, in 2019, they surveyed 54 countries. And of those 54 countries, they found that 61% of the food waste came from households, while only 26% came from restaurants and other food services, and mm. 13% came from the grocery. So we're mm. out here with a lot of food it's ridiculous the companies it's us Hmm. it's crazy Hmm. right i wonder why why does the food get wasted 
I think just, because people aren't good with like budgeting, you know, they go to supermarket hungry or they want to try that new diet. So they go ahead and buy that salad and all those fresh ingredients. And when they finally make up their mind that they're going to eat it, maybe it's time to throw it out because it went bad. I don't know. Mm. Or they just don't like the way it tastes. You know, they, they were like, I'm going to juice that. I'm going to juice that wheatgrass. You know, <laughs> and they're like, ew, mm. I don't <laughs> so I really don't know. They didn't get into specifics of what exactly is wasted, but mm-hmm. that's just me, you know, playing devil's advocate. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What a shame. So, that is that's that's a big shame. It's an embarrassment shame. of riches. No. <laughs> yeah, because we we have so much abundance here, so that's that's bad. But I mean, it's said... countries. I wish they would have written down which countries. I'm sure one of them was like the United States, UK, mm-hmm. probably Italy. You know, the big countries that are more developed. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. We got to yeah. do better. Got to do better. Absolutely. So, that leads us into our topic of the day. <laughs> So, Alicia, we're talking yeah. about food waste, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that made me think of something. What? So, you know how we get a lot of inquiries for design services? Mm-hmm. What a is lot. the number one thing that a designer has to ask someone when they call them? What's your budget? Exactly. And what do people tell us? They don't know. They don't know. They did not sit down and figure it out. They have no clue. They think they want to spend a thousand dollars. Then why are you calling me? (laughs) (laughs) Right? So I think today we should talk to the listeners and the listeners should definitely uh, message us, email us and let us know what their thoughts are so that we can get a better understanding so that way this communication can work better and people could feel like they they can have a handle on the projects that they want to tackle through in their homes or whatever right that would be really great yeah so let's talk about budgeting mm-hmm. so if someone asked you alicia i want to get my kitchen redone but i have no idea how to figure out how much money for the actual products, finishes that I'm going to put into the kitchen, what my labor is going to be, or what it's going to cost me to hire you to help me to design this kitchen. What would you Mm. say to that person? How would you (coughs) tell them that they should budget? Oh, brother. Okay, first things first. Um, they need to have an understanding of what they want that kitchen to look like and how they want it to feel. Now, I'm not saying do the design, but they spend some time on Pinterest. That's the first thing. Get an idea of the aesthetic 
or the the way they want to feel in that space even if it's not exactly something they can see in a photograph but they they should have some even if they do like a little vision board of it you know if they 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 snip a bunch of they can go old school with magazines i don't care but whatever they do they've got to have a concept of how they want the space to feel that then they can go and communicate to either designers like us or uh, go to a kitchen and bath design showroom. They always have them in these strip malls. I see them all the time. And they have to be able to, they can go to Home Depot. I mean, I've seen people go there and, and folks come to me all the time with things that were rendered at the Home Depot. Either a 2020 software version of a kitchen, but they need to have an idea of how they want that space to function. And most people, D, who have lived in homes for any extended period of time, they've got an idea of what is working and what isn't working in those spaces. So first things first, try to, even if you just sketch it yourself as a homeowner, this is how I want, I want a big island or I want this wall out. Now, we don't know if those things can actually happen because we've got to determine if it's load-bearing, if they have the budget for removal of a whole load-bearing wall. But they, they need a concept of what they want so they can communicate that to a professional, whoever that may be. As far as budgeting goes, once you have a plan, and I don't care how rough that plan is, you can shop that plan, so to speak. You could go to different people professionals and say this is what I'd like to have happen and this is what I have right now then you can start a contractor several you should get at least three quotes general contractors can come in and look at what you have and I think if people listen to me and you last week they will remember that we talked about that little contingency you know having 25% over and above whatever those budgets are just in case. So that's kind of where you would start. You know, I could go on and on because you know me, I've been doing this a long time. So I got a lot of ideas and I've had a lot of experience with people who were ill-prepared and people who were really very prepared. Um, I wish this was a a scenario where we can get questions because uh, this is an opportunity to address various scenarios because there are a million of them (laughs) this is just a general overview you know but you want to start with that Mm -hmm. I I would like to add Mm -hmm. that I think the best thing a homeowner can do is decide what they want to tackle first if they know they don't have a big budget they should know what they want to tackle first First, I would tell them to do some investigation online. There's a lot of tools out there to give you a starting point. So you can measure, it doesn't have to be exact, but you can measure your kitchen and get a rough estimate on the size of it. And then from there, you can Google what is the average cost of a kitchen X size, right? And a lot of these places like, Angie's List, Home Advisor, they give you an an approximation of how much a kitchen like that would cost. And they'll even tell you how much it may cost to have a designer come and help you to fulfill that project. 
then you take what you have already saved up and let's say you only have 10 grand and you look up your size kitchen and it says you need about 15 grand then you know okay what's the most important thing that I want done first you know do I really want to see if I can rip out the cabinets do I want to just reface the cabinets you know there's different things that you can do to cut costs to save money to try to make it work within your budget but you kind of need to do some research of the price of things so now that you're armed with a basic size of your kitchen you can go to places like you said home depot floor decor and you can look at some tiles that you like and find out how much it costs per square foot and then based on that you know you may need help putting it together you know for your particular type of kitchen sometimes these places offer free services but sometimes you know it's going to end up being a cookie cutter look sometimes depending on how great the design team is at those stores but sometimes you may just want a designer because you're looking for a certain touch then you would take whatever your budget is and then you would figure out what's 25% of that because more than likely for a designer to help you plan, budget, work with your contractor, make sure everything's staying on track, you're going to need to pay them about that much. So from there, you have an idea. Now you've made yourself a budget. And like you said, you could shop around to different contractors, different designers, and find out what it would cost to do that. I would recommend Googling some designers in your local area instead of using those services where there's a bunch of designers listed because you know you're going to get a lot of phone calls from different people and then you have to try to figure out who's who in you know a short amount of time so it's better if you take your time google them look at their work see if what they do fits your style and then of course you can sometimes check their availability sometimes they have like a calendar that they have maybe 15 minute uh quick consultation sessions where they can talk to you a little bit about your project and you can find out if you're a good match for them before any money's exchanged. So I would tell homeowners that that's also a good thing to do. Google some designers in your local area first, give them a call, make sure you're taking notes and writing things down, which designer told you what, what they would do, blah, blah, blah. Because sometimes you just need a consultation. And I think in a future episode, we should probably talk more about when you need a design consultation, when you just need to check in with a designer during the process, figuring out if you can handle the thing, you know, the project from start to finish yourself, or if you need a professional to help you with the management of it and working with the contractors, subcontractors and things like that, because there's advantages to working with the designer. So I think that's all I have. You have anything mm-hmm. that you want to add? No, nope. I think we've covered that very nicely, actually. Yeah, I think also maybe once this episode is released, maybe you and I can, depending on how many people send us some questions or, you know, suggestions, maybe we could do like a live where we answer some of these questions that we spoke about on this mm-hmm. podcast. And help people get more clarity. Absolutely. Because I feel like 
people are really not 100% sure what designers do and how they can assist them on their projects. And we have a lot to offer. And it's not just when it comes to kitchens. It's same thing with living rooms and bedrooms, you know? If you only have like 10 grand to redo your whole bedroom and you're thinking about painting, changing your bedding, changing the bed frame, you know, changing all the furnishings in the room, you know, starting from scratch, emptying it and starting from scratch. You're probably better off not calling a designer if you don't have at least 10 grand in your budget sometimes. You know what I mean? Because that means that you really don't have any wiggle room in case something needs to be customized or, you know, you come up with a design with the designer that's a little more than you thought that you would need to pay for. Mm -hmm. So I think those things are important too. To just get realistic, you know, do a lot of Googling and find out the cost of things you know when you want a high-end bedroom you gotta start googling the cost of these things so you can figure out you know because a lot of times you may just need a consultation and then you could pick some things off Wayfair you know with that's within your budget but we like to use more higher-end items just because they look better and they last longer right and then a lot of times they can be customized and give you that designer look that you're looking for but again people have different budgets and you have to understand that sometimes while it may feel fancy that you're like oh yes I hired a designer to do this room you're going to pay for that price whereas if you just had a design consultation the designer is going to arm you with some suggestions and then you could go out and find the quote unquote knockoffs that might fit your budget you know So there's a lot of different things. Some people want to be hands off. They don't want to do anything. But Mm -hmm. usually those people have more of a disposable income. And I think that's what's important for people to remember when it comes to setting budgets. Well, Dee, Once again, we have concluded another one of our podcasts and we're talking as usual to each other, but to people so that they understand that, you know, they're not in this alone. This is definitely a world where nothing is new, but we want to share information that's helpful. And if you have been inspired and you need to look for um, some answers on how to manage anything, please be sure to hit us up and let us know what we could talk to you about and share some information. Today we shared information that was, I think, pretty useful. And hopefully you did too. So thanks, Dee. As usual, you are awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you, Alicia. You were awesome as well. And I appreciate you. And I mostly, definitely appreciate all of those who took out the time to have a listen to what we have to say. T.O. Venturius is brought to you by Truesdale Morrison Staging and Design. Check us out at www.truesdalemorrison.com. Send us an email at truesdalemorrison at gmail.com. And be sure to check us out on and, and follow us on Instagram as well as Facebook at Truesdale Morrison Design.